things that's about to fall on me. Victory is here. Kick the feet out the door. God's gonna know me.
good morning, good morning, good morning, my queens. We will be beginning in about two more minutes, okay? So if you want to, you can go ahead and put your name in the chat. If you are an entrepreneur, you can go ahead and put the name of your business, your website. I want to encourage you all to connect this morning. So we'll be getting started in, I guess, about 60 seconds. Good morning. Are you all able to see me? Let's make sure I uh, this better. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for that. All right. So good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Keys to the Kingdom Entrepreneurship. Um, well, Keys to Kingdom Entrepreneurship. My name is Ashley King. I am the host of this event, and I am just excited, guys. Um, excited for the women that we have to speak to y'all this morning, and just excited what God is doing. I did this event about two years ago, of course, pre-COVID, it was in person, um, because I am very passionate about entrepreneurship. And I don't know about y'all, but I think 2020 has taught us a lot. And I believe that 2020 has birthed some entrepreneurs, right? And we are going to be some millionaires, all right? So I really wanted to, or God placed it upon my heart to really, you know, come out here and pour out into you all because business can be very stressful, but there's a peace, there's a blessing, there's an overflow that comes when we are doing it God's way. So you have entrepreneurship and then you have kingdom entrepreneurship when you are doing it God's way. One thing that my pastor always says is good and God are two different things. Good is not God because it got too much, too many O's in it, it's too much of us in it. So we want to make sure that we are pouring out into you all um, kingdom uh, principle, God principles to help you grow, to help you, um, you know, take your business to a whole nother level, okay? And so I'm just gonna introduce myself and then we're gonna get started um, as far as prayer, and then I will be the first one to kick it off, all right? So um, my name is Ashley King. I am a book publisher, uh, and I am a self-publishing coach. So I teach those who um, inspire to tell their testimony how to and how to grow a brand from it. And my tagline is I help people of faith tell their story by writing a book and maximizing their reach through speaking and events. 
And my website is simply my name, AshleyMKing.com. But like I said, before we get started, um, where we have some people from? Anyone, uh, where are you all from? Just curious. But I know we had some people sign up all over. But um, as you do that, I'm going to go ahead in uh, North Carolina. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get started in prayer because I believe that's most important. Um, from Canada and Texas. Awesome. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord God. We thank you for all that you are doing. We thank you for the women, the panelists, the speakers, Lord God, that are going to come forth today to give a word, Lord God. Yes, it's about business, Lord God, but it's about your kingdom, Lord God. I thank you that something that will be said today, Lord God, will plant a seed inside of someone, Lord God, that will help them, Lord God, to grow their business, to start their business, to take their business to another level, Lord God. I thank you, Lord that we do not take this lightly, Lord God. I thank you that you are in the midst of this webinar. I thank you, Lord God, for growth, for opportunity. I thank you for divine connections on today, Lord God, for this morning. Lord God, and I thank you that I pray for each and every person on this webinar, Lord God, that whatever their hand shall prosper, Lord God, for the remaining of the year and for 2021, Lord God, that it shall be blessed, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, there is no lack. All the resources that we need, Lord God, from the north, south, east, and west will come forth now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we declare it to be so, Lord. And we thank you. We uplift your name. We magnify you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray these things. Amen. And please excuse me if y'all hear my uh, dog barking in the back. You know, ever since COVID, everyone's working from home. And it's just crazy, honey. She, she's very active, especially with um, Amazon doing all these deliveries. She barks at everything that comes to the neighborhood. All right, so I'm going to kick it off and speak about executing in excellence. And I believe that today um, we're simply building a foundation. It's like a house. You start off with the foundation. Then I guess you start off with, you know, the exterior, the, um, I've never built a house, y'all. So, um, you know, perhaps the electricity, and then you work inward as far as all the decor and the final touches. So executing in excellence. I believe that is the foundation of starting anything, a business, a marriage, a relationship. Because the principles I'm going to speak about this morning are simple and easy. But one thing I learned in life is the things that are simple and easy to do are also simple and easy not to do. You know, we uh, wear many hats as wives, mothers, um, sisters, daughters, what, parents, whatever the hat, the responsibility may be, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to skip it now. Today turns into next, uh, a whole nother week, a week turns into month, and next thing you know, we've gotten out of the habit of some of the principles that I'm going to speak upon this morning. And so excellence, according to Webster, is defined as the quality of being outstanding or extremely good in something. All right. So in whatever you do, um, and you know, what, what are some of the businesses that, yes, you should have a notepad if you... Um, uh, you are, you know, wanted, these are some principles you can take. I am also providing scriptures this morning with these principles and uh, definitely you should have some notepad and pen. Um, so, I'm um, sorry, as far as you women that's, or people that's in this um, 
webinar this morning. What are like the businesses that you have either started or plan on started, um, starting, excuse me. Um, so just list that in here. Um, and so whatever the business that you are doing or plan on doing, you should do it in the spirit of excellence. And this really has stuck with me this year because my best friend, coaching with identity, great. My best friend would preach this to me so, so often. And it honestly, it would annoy me. Um, I would, in all honesty, I would start something off. I think we all start something off with zeal. We're very happy. We're just like, yes, I can do it. And then it takes a while. Someone says something that gets on our nerves. Something doesn't go as planned. And then my attitude about it would change. And she would preach to me, no, we're going to do it in the spirit of excellence. And, you know, I'm not going to let it rub me the wrong way because I think we've all been there. Like we start something off and we're just like, yes, you know, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, getting to see, you know, it seems like there's extra alphabets when it's only B. It seems like there's so much um, in between just to get to the end result. And my attitude would change. I'd be like, look, they just be, better be glad I'm here. They better be glad I didn't walk away. But that's not the attitude that we need to have when we are doing anything, okay? That's not the, uh, the attitude you need to have in your business, and your relationship, in life, okay? In everything that you do, you do it unto the glory, unto God. You're doing it as if you were working unto God. And that is what's in Colossians 3 and 23. Whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as if though you were working unto the Lord and not for people. So when you're doing your life coaching, when you're doing your software development, when you are doing your Affirm You Faith and Lifestyle brand um, or coaching with identity, you do it unto the Lord. So when you have your clients that's not turning in their stuff on time, um, when you know the programming isn't working and it's giving you a headache, you don't get an attitude, you don't give up, you do it unto the glory to God. Whether you need to take a pause, come back at it, whatever it is, don't do it half-heartedly. Do it with your whole heart, okay? And I think, like I said, this is something very simple, but I know for me, these are the principles that I'm going to speak about that I have done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. I don't think... Any one of us on here are perfect, but we are striving to work in excellence, to do it unto God. And so whatever you do, you don't give a half-hearted pro product. As a editor, book publisher, it can take hours. I have a manuscript that's 189,000. It's 425 pages on a Microsoft Word in my computer. That has taken a very long time for me to do. But when I get frustrated, guess what? I'm going to walk away, come back, because I don't want, I want everything I do to do in excellence. I don't want to do an attitude. I don't want to give half-hearted. You should take pride, you know, in everything that you do, because guess what? If something is wrong with that software that you created, they're going to put your name on it. If something is good, they're going to put your name on it. So whatever you do, you want to do it, make sure you do it in excellence, because your name is going to be on it. And so, um... As we're starting off, because some of you may be starting off, some of you may have been in business for five or 10 years. We wear so many hats. And so I'm going to provide some tools and resources for things you, for you to be able to run your business in excellence. Okay, all right, okay. Trying to keep uh, track of my time. So the first one is pray and fast. And everything we, we should do, we should pray. It is just that simple. 
And when you pray, it doesn't have to be these, those, those, whatever. I'm be honest. I'm like, God, I need you to come through right now. Like, if you don't come through, I, I don't know if I'm going to give you the glory in this situation. So I need to walk away. Whatever you do. I had a, a situation where starting off my business, I had an author approach me. They were a person in the faith-based community. Um, they gave me their name. I you know, didn't hear their story, but when I Googled them, they were in the news. They were in the newspaper. So what they said to me was legit. Um, I was quite nervous to write or handle their story because it was something that was involved with the FBI. And so I was like, okay, God, I don't know. And they were a person of faith and they, you know, sister, I think you're good. You're going to do great at this. But something in my spirit wasn't right. Guess what? I just put it aside because I was like, God, you know, I'm starting my business. Um, you know, I need this going to be good for me. I took that client and they gave me the, the, a headache. It was very stressful. I don't care if they say Jesus is their homeboy, they are the bishop, the archbishop, whatever it is. If it is not lining up with your spirit, you do not take it. Sir, ma'am, I thank you. I just don't think this is the ideal situation for me. And I, I know it's easier said than done, especially if you're starting off, because you're like, God, I got bills to pay. I got money to be made. You know, I need to tithe, Jesus. That's how we, I need to tithe, Jesus. Um, but if it don't line up, because it probably going to give you more headache, and it may be blocking what God has in store for you later on. All right? Organization and structure, because I have about three more minutes. Organization and structure. If you all... Um, if you have some kind of structure for your business already, whether it's business plan, a posting schedule, times where you do not conduct business, I need you to type structure in the comments. Just go ahead and type structure. I don't care what it is, but you have some kind of structure in place. All right. So 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. If you're waking up every morning and it seems like stuff is just chaotic and you don't have any peace, you need to pause and evaluate what is out of order in your life. When I wake up in the morning, I have a flow of things. I go to the gym, um, I work out, whether it's at the park or, you know, in the, I guess, COVID-friendly environment, um, shower, cook, and then I read my word. And I have gotten off track where I've stopped reading my word. And I would um, just go straight into business. The days that I did that, it would be so chaotic, so frustrated. But the days that I slowed down, read the word of God, and just don't read to be reading, but read for understanding, read for application. Those are the days that I had more peace. And I'm just going to provide some resources um, within here as far as how you can have some kind of structure. Google has a Google calendar if you plan out your day hour by hour. Um, I use Outlook because it's associated with my email. But if you have a Gmail account, they have Google calendar. You plan, I wake up at 8, 8 to 9, getting family together, whatever it may be, from 9 to 10, reading my word, showering, whatever it is. And then from 10 to 3, um, I'm doing business. After that, three o'clock, I'm getting the kids, you know, homework together, whatever it is. You have to structure this business for you. I got in the habit of 
being so consumed with business that I lost who I was as a person. I lost who I was as a wife. I lost who I was, you know, in the church community. I was so consumed with business, but no, that is a part of you, but not you. Evernote is a virtual to-do list of your person that needs to check off stuff. You can use Evernote. Um, if you need to set up appointments with your clients, um, perhaps your budget isn't, you know, there just yet. You can use ClickBook. Um, I personally use Acuity Scheduler. Okay, live by Google Calendar. Uh, Acuity Scheduler, that is what I use, and it also gives a professional look. I used to have people just call in um, and just randomly call me, but as my business grows, you have to schedule a time for me. I have to make sure I have time for my family. I have time for other activities in my life. Um, and if you need to track of your time, track where your time is going, you can use Rescue Time. Once again, that is rescue time. Let me make sure my other panelist is here. Malia, I'm not seeing Jelena. Are you okay if I just speak for one more uh, few seconds and then we'll just go to you, Malia? Yeah, right. ready. Okay, perfect. All right, and so um, if you are not organized or you don't have any structure in your business, it will show with your clients. They they will be able to tell. All right, and how do you expect to grow, to bring someone on when you're not organized yourself? If you're needing a business plan, you could check out SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, I think it's SCORE.org. Um, you know, pre-COVID, they will have free and paid workshops within their cities that they are located in, but everything is online now. So SCORE.org, they actually have mentors that can assist you for free in growing your business. Um, and they can show you how to get loans. Um, I was able, by attending that workshop, I actually went and got a loan through Wells Fargo that was backed by the small business admin. Um, and they guaranteed, I think, 50% of it, just in case I wasn't able to pay it back. Um, but these are things that can help you grow your business. The third one I have is delegate. You may not be ready to financially hire someone full-time, but delegate. You can go to a college uh, well, online and visit their career center and see if they need interns. That's one of the things I started with my proofreading team. There were people who were interested um, in going into the publishing industry. So as far as the internship, they were able, I was able to get assistance with helping editing books. Now you have to realize these are not, I guess, people you will hire on for free work. You really have to educate them and train them. So it is going to take um, out of your time to educate and train them. I mean, they are wanting to learn the ins and outs of your particular industry in exchange for doing some work they have to learn. So it's um, reciprocal, okay? So once again, you can go to a college, um, go to their career center online and see if you can um, have your business as an internship opportunity. Go on Indeed and look for interns. Um, look for people that will be willing to be uh, I guess work for a per project and you need to have some kind of system and structure in place to be able to train them how to operate your business um, if you have some funds you can go to upwork.com upwork.com Fiverr and that's five with two R's people per hour and you could I think you know five dollars four dollars an hour whatever outsource.com and microworkers.com. 
before you approach anybody with working with you, you need to have a budget in your business, okay? So make sure you have a budget set of how much you can afford these people. And too quickly, making time for God. Like I said, every day I start my morning off with reading the word of God. Psalms 63 and 1 says, Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. Now, you may not see God every morning. Maybe the, the evening is your time, but make sure that you give the amount of time that you give to everyone else, you give that to God. So I do it early in the morning because it's calm, it's peaceful, the house is calm. I don't have to deal with everything else, and I'm able to give God that dedicated time. I know when I did it at night, I'm sleepy. I would fall asleep with the Bible wide open. I ain't even got nothing. It was just, I was doing it just to be doing it out of routine. So make sure you make time for God. And last but not least, tithing. I know um, some people don't tithe. Some people tithe they net. Some people do the gross. Um, make sure gross is before taxes. So I tithe off my gross. Um, but please make sure you tithe. That's just a simple kingdom principle that I believe and I stand on. Malachi 3 and 10 Bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now. That's the only scripture the guy would say, test me in it. Saith the Lord's host that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. So very simple principles. And I know some people who are in the body of Christ, they don't tithe for whatever reason. But I have seen, and when you tithe, it's not tit for tat, or oh, I tithe and God's going to give me financial. I believe it's favor. It's opportunity. Like you can be wanting to, you know, open up a physical office building and the landlord gives you rent at 50% discount. I mean, it's, you don't have, tithing isn't tit for tat. I do this for God. He gives it to me. It is favor. It is abundance. It is overflow. Like COVID, guys, COVID has really shaken up the world. And if your faith ain't been tested, if you ain't been rooted and grounded in God throughout these, you know, since March to December, then I don't know what to tell you. But I just know that tithing has worked for me and my family. And I have seen God sustain through me tithing. Yes, and God does not need your money. He needs your obedience. I mean, he gave, He gives us the ability to get wealth, okay? So it ain't your money to begin with. He just wants to see if you're a good steward over his finances. All right? So let me make sure that I don't think Jelena's on here yet. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce Malia. <laughs> Pass the collection plate. Um Malia, um, I, oh my gosh, so these women I just kind of met recently because God placed this on my heart, but Malia is a web designer and a digital marketer. She is the owner of Plan and Prosper, which I just love the name. I think it's very simple. It's beautiful, straight to the point, um, and it is a online community for faith-based entrepreneurs to create connections, share resources, and prosper in business. They offer business tips, free, free resources, and small business support, and more. So make sure you go to her Instagram, Plan and Prosper. Malia, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away. Okay. Can you guys see me? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm so excited to be on. I have to say thank you to Ashley for inviting me, um, for allowing me to speak into your guys' lives and offer so much value to you guys. I pray that this really bless every person here. Um, and I pray that it really leaves impact. And I pray that you guys walk away with um, a lot of tangible resources and you feel empowered and equipped to do all the things that God has called you to do in your business. And as kingdom entrepreneur. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to share my screen with everybody. Oh, I can't share my screen, Ashley. Okay. One moment. Okay. Amazing. Are you, um, are you going to go through all the slides for me? Ashley. Sorry, I had myself on mute, but yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what just happened. Okay. Um, yeah, just pull it back up and then I'll let you know, like when to go to the next slide. Okay. Okay. Is it up still? Yep. It's up. Okay, great. Um, so I am, my name is Malia Flags. Um, today I'm going to be talking about how to create a brand strategy and a story that converts. So Ashley, you can go to the next slide for me. So I'm Malia. I am the founder of Plan and Prosper. I'm also a digital marketer. I'm a web designer and I'm a brand strategist. Um, I specialize in helping faith-based entrepreneurs grow their online presence um, through effective marketing and brand strategy. And Plan and Prosper is all about connecting faith-based entrepreneurs in the kingdom, helping them to find resources that they need, tangible resources, practical resources, and then to find the support that they need um, to prosper in business. So go ahead and go to the next slide for me. So I'm going to break this up in two parts. Um, the first part is going to be our brand strategy, and then we're going to talk about how that brand strategy can allow you to tell effective story through your brand. Um, so my, go to the next slide for me. Perfect. So um, when you guys think of branding, what comes to mind? I know a lot of people like are like, I'm going to start a brand. I'm a brand. I'm starting a brand, building a brand. So just comment below for me and just tell me what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think about branding. Um, and while you guys do that, you can go to the next slide for me, Ashley. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the pain points I've seen working with over 50 plus small businesses. So through our digital marketing agency that I actually still work for full time, um, I've worked with small businesses to mid-sized businesses, and I see so many of the same pain points in businesses that struggle with their marketing and struggle with their execution. Um, so the first part of this is lack of strategic branding and storytelling. So this is like the foundation. Foundation. If you don't have a strong identity, if you don't have a strong strategic brand, if you don't know how to tell your story, it then leads into our second point, which is not having a an online presence or not having an online pre presence that converts well, really well. And converting just means getting a a customer to take some sort of action, whether that be purchasing or a lead form or um, growing your email list, whatever your goal is 
your online presence is not doing that for you. And then if you don't have a strong online presence, you can't have efficient marketing campaigns. You're going to find yourself wasting money on ads, wasting money on um, ad campaigns and things like that trying to uh, sell your products, um, but you can't really do it very well because your online presence isn't there. So we're going to just really focus on the top part, which is strategic branding and storytelling so that then you can kind of start building upon that. Um, next slide. So we're going to kind of take it back to the basics. Um, and we're going to talk about what is branding. And I love your guys' comments. Identity, so true, the image that represents your business. Promotion of a particular product or company where you use advertising. That's really great. Um, so what is branding? So I looked up a lot of branding definitions. And I kind of came up with this one because I felt that it best represented what branding is. So branding is the process of creating a narrative around your business that cultivates relationships and trust in order to grow your customer base. So it's all about creating and cultivating relationship. So branding equals your promise. So your brand has to deliver a promise. Every time somebody comes in contact with your brand, they want to see the same thing. They want to get the same experience. So a good example is Coca-Cola. McDonald's is a great example. Regardless if you eat there or not, every person on this chat, if they can go from Atlanta to Ontario to Australia to France and when you see that yellow arch you know exactly what you're going to get you know exactly what the experience is going to be like you know exactly how those fries taste in every single country they're always the same and it's because they've created a brand that is familiar they're creating a brand that is going to allow them to always deliver the same promise and it keeps people coming back whether it's good for you or not um, it always keeps people coming back so next slide so common mistakes with branding. So these are the three things we're going to focus on is ha not having any branding materials, not having a brand strategy, which is different, and then not having consistency with the two above things. So we'll break these three things down. Make sure you guys are writing notes and taking these notes because these are the three things we're going to come back to. Next slide. Okay, so two components of a successful brand. So we have our brand expression, which is our external brand or our visual identity. What do people see when they see our brand? Then we have our brand strategy, which is our internal brand. What are the core values that our brand stands for and how are we exuding that through our external brand? Next slide for me. Okay, so some key elements of your brand expression. These are things that you need to have a strong visual identity in your brand. A great logo, great fonts, a great strong consistent color palette, um, your images, the things that you use, the images and the graphics that you use on social media or on your website or on your uh, email drip all of those things and then patterns. So like if um, you use different patterns on your website or your logos or things like that. Um, next slide for me. Okay, so why your brand, why your visual identity needs a strategy. So a lot of times I see entrepreneurs um, go into choosing colors 
just based on their personal preference. And we really want to be strategic in everything that we do, right? We want to um, find um, what's going to work and we want to make sure that we are creating a plan to cultivate and to resonate with our audience, right? So we want to create brand, brand colors based on color psychology. Definitely do your research. I don't have a whole lot of time to go into a whole lot of detail on these things, but um, make sure that you're choosing colors based on color psychology, um, choosing fonts that communicate your brand personalities, different fonts communicate different things to your audience. So you want to make sure that you one, know your audience so you're able to use the right fonts. Um, developing an image style that connects with your customer um, and designing a lo logo that is identifiable simple and connects to your audience's persona. So connecting to your audience and their, their personal emotions, make sure it resonates with who they are. Next slide. Okay, so now we're going to talk about our brand strategy, and this is our internal, okay? So we're going to, what we're doing is we're creating our internal brand so that we can then um, create a strong external brand, right? So our brand purpose, our why, why are we doing what we're doing? And as faith-based entrepreneurs, we have strong whys, okay? God has placed businesses on our heart. He has convicted us. He is allowed us to see things and given us vision for things, our brand purpose, we need to know our why. And our audience should be able to see our why as well. Um, a competitive analysis. Who are your competitors? What are they doing? What are they selling? What are their price points? What social platforms do they use? You just need to know them. It's not about being in competition. It's about being aware of what's going on around you. Um, and then your brand differentiator. If you don't know your competitors, you don't know what differentiates, how you differentiate yourself. So um, a differentiator, Ashley, somebody asked, will they receive the replay of this? Yes, it is being recorded, so I'll send it out later on. Perfect. So you guys can go back on this later because I know I'm like throwing a lot at you guys. Um, but your brand differentiator, what separates you from the people in your industry? Your customer profile. What does your customer look like? What, where do they shop? What music do they listen to? What do they do in their free time? Um, what are their pain points? How do they feel? Um, what, are, what kind of job do they work? All of these things you should know about your ideal customer. And then their story, you know, how do they um, first meet you? How do they first come in contact with your business? What kind of experience do they have when, they come in, when they're working with you? And how does their life look after you've delivered your brand promise. Um, and then your brand archetype, Google brand archetypes, they're amazing. They really will help you um, identify um, all of these things, your why and your colors and brand archetypes are really great. They really allow you to help create an identity for your business. Um, your mission and your vision, your core values. Um, so the things that your business stands for, and then your tagline. Um, why is brand strategy important? So why is it important to come up with all of these things? It helps you become identifiable in the marketplace. It helps people know who you are. Um, it allows you to communicate your core values and your story to your audience. So when you have a strong understanding of what you stand for, who your customer is and what you want to share with them, your audience will resonate that and they'll, you'll be able to better tell your story, right? Um, it allows you to create internal consistency that builds external trust. 
Um, it provides a framework and a guide for third-party vendors. So a lot of us at some point as we grow will outsource things. So maybe you want to outsource your website or outsource, you know, an email campaign or outsource uh, marketing. You want to be able to be able to provide your third-party vendor with the resources they need to succeed. So here's my brand kit, here's my colors, here's my fonts, here's my mission, this is what the story I want to tell through this campaign. They need to be able to have those things, um, and if you don't know them, they're probably going to do a poor job on, on your deliverables. Um, and then produces a clear brand message, story, and personality that evokes an emotional connection with your audience. So we're just trying to create an emotional connection with with our audience. That's the most important thing. So how do we use our brand strategy to then tell our story through our brand? Next slide for me, Ashley. Um, so why is brand story important? So your brand story equals creating your human connection. Human connection is key to creating relatability, becoming memorable, and establishing loyalty. Chick-fil-A has this down to a T we know that not even though they are a multi-million billion i don't even know at this point company and they have corporate headquarters and they're a huge company we all know the human connection we feel every time we go to a chick-fil-a because they've created humanness in their business they have instilled principles within their company culture that allows people to feel very good when they leave, um, that allows people to feel like they are seen when they leave their business. So why your brand needs a story. So first you need to create an emotional connection with your audience, right? We want to resonate with our audience. We want our audience to see a little bit of themselves in us. And then we want to develop trust and credibility. We want people to be able to trust what we do um, because we've established an emotional connection with them. And then once we've established trust and credibility, then we influence our audience to buy from us. Um, they always say that it takes about eight touch points for a customer to make a purchase. So you need to be nurturing your audience. You need to be creating an emotional connection with them. You need to be making them trust you. And you do these things through your social media, through every single time that you have a discover call or a consultation call, every single time you're delivering services, every time that you show up in an email drip campaign or through your marketing platforms, your audience should be getting all of these things, your emotional connection and that trust. So then we have our brand storytelling ladder that I created. So we're going to start at the top. We have our brand strategy. This is the strategy that you create to build your business into a human brand. So this is our why. This is our core value. This is our tagline. This is our customer profile, right? Then we create our visual identity. These are the visual materials that you create in order to make your brand identifiable. So we can't start our visual identity until we have our brand strategy. We can't know what colors are gonna resonate with our audience if we haven't established who our audience is. We can't know what values um, we need to exude through our visual materials, through our social platforms, until we have a brand strategy that we've nailed down and we have created those core values and we've really um, ingrained them into the uh, and just into the core of our business. Then the third part is consistency. 
Through consistency, you create emotional connection that nurture your audience all the way to purchase point. So if you don't, you can have the brand strategy and you can have the visual identity, but if you don't have the consistency, you're going to lose your audience. Your, your customer is going to forget about you. Remember those eight touch points? They're going to forget about you if you're not consistently showing up. How to tell your story through your brand. So transparency and relatability with your audience. Your audience wants to see themselves in you, especially as faith-based entrepreneurs. People want to see the story that you can tell. They want to feel and hear all of the ups and downs, especially if you're, there's two parts to this. If you're a personal brand, like a Jenna Kutcher or a Dana Chanel, like an Ashley King, people who their face is a big part of their business, people want to see the ups and downs. People want to see where you've came from. Um, yes, I can send these slides to Ashley to send to you guys. Um, people want to see where you guys have come from. People want to see all of the struggle, you, the struggles and the highs, what God has brought you through. And when you tell your story, people will relate to it and people will want to buy from you because of it. And then if you're, let's say you're not a personal business, you're like a Chick-fil-A or a big brand, like a Bank of America or a, any business where your face is not the, the brand, so to speak. Um, one way that you can really create rel relatability and exude your core values is by showing up and speaking out on social issues. I don't know about y'all, but like during the whole Black Lives Matter thing that happened in June, I was really looking at brands like Anthropology or brands like a Chick-fil-A or brands like a Forever 21, whatever brands that I shop with. And I'm looking at how are you using your platform to make a difference? How are you using your platform to tell your story? How are you using your platform to relay what you believe in to your customers? And then that's how you're going to embody your core values through your content. For example, if faith is one of your core values, can your audience see that through your work without having to, you know, even just say it? Can people feel it? Um, and then establishing consistency, upholding your brand promise like we talked about before. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So my next slide, what if people don't like what you stand for? What if people do not resonate with the core values that you're exemplifying? Simple. They are not your customer. Ashley said it best. Listen, not everybody is for you. Not everybody is your customer and not everybody is your audience. Next slide for me. I want everybody to drop it in the chat. Your niche is your gift. Okay, your niche is your gift. Focus on creating a brand that relates to your niche audience, not the world. If you try to appeal to everybody, you end up appealing to nobody. So make sure that you know your customer intimately. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, maybe faith-based women who are between the ages of 20 and 35 who have these certain pain points, they are your customer. Hone in on them and stop trying to appeal to everybody. Your niche is your gift and the things that God has placed on your life for you to speak to a certain audience is all you need to focus on. And then as you create that, you can evolve from there. Go, go ahead. Um, major takeaways. So just to sum up everything, 
Your external brand and marketing strategy is only as good as your internal strategy and story. If you don't know your brand story, neither will your audience. So make sure that you really know your story intimately. And then consistency equals establishing trust, which then will turn into sales and traffic um, to your website, to your email list, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Three things that you guys can all do today. I wanna give you guys some practical steps that you guys can walk away from. Crafting your brand purpose. Just start writing down your why, you guys. Why do you do what you do? Why has God placed this business on your heart? Why is your business different? Why is your business important? And why does your business impact others? Write down your core values. Come up with like three to five core values that your business will stand by, no matter if it's a social media post, an email campaign, or a consultation call. What core values are you going to always live by? Then create your customer profile. What does your customer look like? I think in my customer profile, my girl's name is, I gave her a name. Her name is Natalie. She's 24. She works her full-time job nine to five, um, but she wants to go into full-time entrepreneurship. What are her pain points? Um, you know, is she, does she, you know, what does she listen to? Does she listen to transformation podcasts? Does she love to watch Netflix? Does she not watch TV? You know, just start cultivating these things what does your ideal customer look like so that we can target this and then when you start marketing you'll start evolving and you'll learn different things about your customer this is just creating the foundation um, to continue to grow off as, as we go forward and then your story framework so not just your story but your customer story what is the story of your customer and what is the story of your business how did you get where you are and how, why is it important and how does your story relate to the story Story of your customer. And then um, one simple thing that you guys can do, which I always do as I grow my business, is analyze the elements of a memorable brand. Take any business that leaves impact on your life, that you follow, that always resonates with you, that you purchase from, and study the mess out of their website, study the mess out of their marketing platforms, their emails, their social media, and find their, look for their why. See if you can find their core values. See if you can find the things that they stand for so that you can start implementing that in your website. And your, I'm not just your website, but in your business, I'm sorry. Okay, that's it. Thank you guys so, so much. I am so grateful. Um, I hope you guys really felt like you learned and growed and left impact. Um, so I'm going to go up, pass it to Nicole. She's amazing. She's awesome. She's going to tell you a lot more about herself, her business. So I'm going to go ahead and jump off and let Nicole take over. Nicole, are you there? I'm here. Hey, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, thank you so much for all that great content. It was coming at us rapid fire, but I was just jotting down the juice as you were spilling, spilling it out. So good day, good morning, good afternoon, depending on what time zone you're in. My name is Nicolo Salmon. I am a minister and the purpose coach. And I would describe my coaching style as being, I'm somewhere between a mashup of an episode of Ayana's uh, Help Fix My Life, 
Um, let me know in the chat if you've ever seen an episode of that. Perhaps I'm dating myself with that reference. Um, and that old church mother, you know, that you know when she gets up and starts pacing the floor, like it's about to go down. <laughs> All right. And so um, I journey with Christian women who are um, desirous of demystifying purpose, who um, are seeking clarity and want to understand strategy for the next steps of activating their calling in their life. So whether that's in business, um, whether that's in ministry, or whether that's in day-to-day -day life of managing their family, um, that is what I do. So yes, I see a whole bunch of you watch that show. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story and my transition to um, entrepreneurship or what I call full-time purpose. Um, I remember when I left my nine to five initially, you know, my goal, my initial, my, right? We're talking about kingdom entrepreneurship, but you're going to hear a lot of my in the beginning, which is why it didn't work. Um, my goal and my plan and my perspective was that if I focused on, because um, I had a background in training and development, if I focused on corporate um, organizations that I was going to like be a six-figure chick in no time, I'm like, that's where the money is. And I, I really struggled as I was building my brand building um, my copy content for my website. I was struggling with finding the, the language because I was holding back my most authentic self, which for me as, as, a, as a minister, it was important that the Jesus factor was right up front. Being a kingdom entrepreneur doesn't mean that you have Christian, Christian, Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus fishes, fish, you know, the fish emblem all over your, your content, but it was an important um, indicator for me. And I was trying to leave it out because I felt like if corporates you know, corporations and, and uh, those who would spend money on contracts saw it, that it might turn me off from making the money. God was like, all right, cool. So since you know where the money is and you know how to get it, you go ahead and do it. Go ahead and let me know how that works for you. And, and it didn't. Um, I, I, I left my, my, purpose, my purpose factor, my wow factor out of my content. I was not aligned um, properly in my business to make profit because my messaging was not clear. You're so welcome, Aisha. It was not clear. And so, um, Jesus, I was doing my devotions with my husband and God began to speak with me as we were reading a very, you know, popular and familiar story, which is the story of the um, you know, the disciples going out, Peter goes out on his boat, they don't catch anything, Jesus tells him to go out again. Remember, Jesus is not a fisherman, right? Um, we know Jesus is fully God, but he's fully man as well at this point. And you're like, all right, Jesus, like you have never fished a day in your life. I am an expert. I know where the fish are. I know how to catch them, um, you know, but, but I love his response. He's like, nevertheless, at your word at your word. And I hope that reaches someone as, as we, as we preach our way into profit this afternoon, that nevertheless, there are some things that God's been asking for you to do in your business as kingdom entrepreneurs. And I pray that nevertheless, that you would re be released um, to do those things, even if they don't make sense. So here's Jesus, not a fisherman, telling a fisherman how to make money, essentially. And so Peter says, nevertheless, here we go. And if you know the story, he goes out and he catches the biggest catch he's ever caught in his entire life. Jesus says to me as I'm reading that, that passage, he's like, 
don't you he's and then he goes on to talk about how he's gonna make him fisher of fishers of men right he was able to bring in a great catch god was like don't you think i have christian ceos christian business owners christian cfos coos in high places who would hire you because they are looking for another christian who has strategy and wisdom, not that they're gonna come in and preach to their company, but they understand the importance of who speaks over their company and their business. He's like, don't you think I have high, we think my people are poor. Don't you think I have high people in high places? I said, God, I hear you. And I began to clarify the message and I began to align my business. And by aligning my business, I started to see an exponential growth in profit. And so I'm going to talk to you today about, um, um, about align, being aligned for profit. How do you align your business as a kingdom entrepreneur for profit? So before we get into that, there are five mindset shifts that we need to make, that you need to make as a kingdom entrepreneur, entrepreneur um, to be able to align yourself and your business for profit. Because one of the pillars that I teach in my Purpose Clarity coaching program is that our thought life becomes our lived life. And so if we want to live the life of six figures, seven figures, if we want to live the life of generational wealth, if we want to live the life of, of prosperity, it starts in, it starts in the mind. And that's clearly outlined, outlined for us in, in Romans 12 and, and two, as a kingdom entrepreneur, it is important that we are aligned with the word and not the world. And I'm going to touch on that in, 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 in just a little bit. So here are the five mindset shifts around money that we need to, to make to align ourselves for profit. Number one, as, as oftentimes of Christian kingdom people, we believe that you shouldn't profit from your gift. And so we struggle because we have a calling or a desire or a burden or a fire in us to share and be a blessing through our business to other people, we struggle with the idea of profiting from our gift. So that's the first mindset shift that we need to make. The second one is that free is a blessing. We often think that if we offer this free mass, and I'm all for do I speak for free sometimes, just this morning and this weekend, I'm running a free masterclass strategically, right? Um, but we often think that if there are, that if we give things away for free and we don't price things or price them properly, that somehow that's ministry and that's a blessing. But it's actually not a biblical principle. Throughout the Bible, we see a principle of reaping and sowing. We cannot reap where we have not sown. And so by having our, by starting our business out by ex exclusively, um, exclusively um, offering only free products to our clients, we're teaching and we're training them that we are not soil. Our business is not good ground to sow in. We're teaching them that they can, they can put in a low investment and get a big return. And, and that is not good business sense or bi good biblical sense. So the second mindset is that free is a blessing. You're not always blessing somebody because you've given away information and content for free. Number three mindset is that folk, church folks won't pay, 
right? I'm called, I'm called primarily to a Christian audience. And that was a big hang up for me. I thought church people don't have no money. Churches don't want to pay. Christian people don't want to pay. But I'm telling you, once you get super clear, like we just got schooled on around our brand and our message, and we're able to not only identify and communicate the pain point of the audience that we're called to serve or how our business is called to serve in the world, but actually start producing um, results, people will pay, um, will pay um, through their pain. And what I mean by that is they'll pay to have that pain body healed and resolved in whether it's in their personal life, their family or their, or their business. Fourth shift is that rich is, is, um, is a sin somehow that money having a lot of money is a sin and the fifth one is that it by having barely enough or breaking even that somehow that reflects humility godly humility right like if i just if i can just break even with this event you know if i can just break even with this mastermind that somehow we're maintaining a status of of humility those are five mindset shifts that we need to make to begin to open up ourselves to to receive what god has for us he didn't call us into business to be um to be a broke joke but he called us into business to not only solve a problem in the world but as we acquire resources listen as your business is making money then you can be in a position to be a blessing right but we we cannot be a walking contradiction we're on social media and everywhere else we look we're looking good um, but we can barely pay our bills and our children can't eat after we've done a consultation with someone or you spent hours building out that website and you can't put gas in your car that's not god's desire or plan for your life so how do we align ourselves for profit um, I want to talk to us about um, about purpose alignment. And as as we talk about, um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that Megan. Megan says we really need to hear this. Um, I, I want to ans answer the question by asking a question. And so we want to align ourselves for profit, but I want to ask us in the virtual room today, can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? Um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we find the, the, we find the story of a widow. And it's, it's a story that you might be familiar with. It's the woman with the jars of oil. I'm just going to read a few verses because we're going to pull out our framework from her story. It says, now a certain woman, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. In other words, this is how she gets her money. Her financial lifeline has dried up. And she's like, your servant, and you know that your servant, my husband feared the Lord. And the creditors have come to take my two children or her two sons to be slaves. Now, this is her second stream of income. Again, based on the economy of biblical time, having a husband and having sons meant, you know, like you were cashing in. So both of her streams of income, um, one has dried up and one she's um, about to lose. So Elijah said to her, listen, this is so pivotal. Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? He says, 
tell me, this is important. Can we stand to be blessed? Can you answer? Are you in a position where if an investor, an angel investor, or somebody wanted to come and even bless your business, that you understand your business, your infrastructures, the gaps, the, the where you're growing, um, where you need, do you understand your business enough? Is it aligned enough so that you understand it? So if someone came and asked you how they can be a blessing to your financial flow, how would you answer that question? He says, tell me, what do you want me to do for you? And then he goes on and he says, tell me, what do you have in your house? And listen to her response. She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house. The whole house lady? She says, there's nothing in the house. And then she goes on to say, except for this jar of oil. There are many of us that are still, we, we are struggling with selling and making profit in our business because we still don't have the buy-in about what we are selling. What, what is the power of alignment? The power of alignment um, simply, simply is, is teaches, or as I teach it in my coaching practice, is that our purpose is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. It's not one business you should run. It's not one service you should offer. It's, it's not one particular career that you should be living, living out, but rather it's a makeup of our who, who we are, our offering to the world. And as we align with who we are, right, instead of the pressures that we get from social media to do our business a particular way, I want to tell you right now that just because Sheila purchased that particular filter for her photos and now she got an extra 5k followers that doesn't mean that filter is for you kingdom business and aligning yourself for profit means i'm going to align myself with what is for me and it's very easy for us to be pulled out of alignment as we are pulled in the direction of what everybody else is doing but as kingdom women, as kingdom entrepreneurs, we need to understand who we are and we need to align our business with the gifts and the strategies that God has put in our heart. And there are important business fundamentals that do work and we should study and understand them and implement them. But I need you to know as you go forward as a woman of faith in your business that there will be many occasions that God will ask you to do things in your business that, are, that do not make sense. Just like with Peter and Jesus and the boat. Go back out again, Jesus. I've been on the water already. You want me to go out in the middle of the day, the kind of fish that I fish for, they come out at night. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to align myself so that I can receive what God is getting ready. There is, a, there is profit. There is a portion that God has reserved for you. And so the only way that you can catch and receive that reserve is being aligned, having your business aligned with your, with your truest gifts and callings and self. If you're simply trying to find a problem in the world to solve, to make money versus understanding how your unique gifts, talents, and abilities solve a specific problem in the world, then we are coming out of purpose alignment. What happens when we come out of alignment? Just like if you've ever had a slip disc or a back come out of alignment, when we come out of alignment, we experience pain. You don't only experience pain in the, in the area that you experience disalignment. Pain begins to show up all over your body. The same thing is true for our business. So we learn some fundamental things from this passage because Elijah says, all right, you say, I don't have nothing except 
right? Some of you are saying, I don't have much except, but he's like, I want you then fine. You don't think you have enough. All you have is this little jar of oil. He says, I want you to go and I want you to borrow some jars, some empty jars from your neighbors. What is he doing? He's getting her to increase her capacity. Okay. He's like, I want you to go and get some jars. And then he said, I want you to, um, to begin to pour the oil in. And, and as she was filling her one jar of oil, if you're familiar with it, he, he, the, the jars just keep filling up and filling up and filling up until the last jar is filled. The scripture doesn't note this, but I am convinced that if she had more, as long as she had jars slash availability, that that oil would flow. So are you ready to be blessed? Can your business stand to be blessed? God floored me with this because I was like, God, I need to make more money if God is struggling in my business. And he was like, listen, you can't stand the blessing that I have for you. He's like, I have a prophet. I have um, a portion that is reserved for you in your business, but the way you're running your business right now can't hold it. And some of us are running businesses that cannot hold or handle the profit that God wants to release and bless our way. So here are three things to consider when we are aligning ourselves for profit. Study, structure, systems. Study, structure, systems. This is how we align ourselves for profit. One, study. Invest annually. Ladies, I invest thousands of dollars. You may look at your budget and think you don't have it, but I have never invested in a good coach that I have prayed about, sought, followed, researched. I have never invested in a coach that I did not experience almost an immediate return in, in what I invested in. I believe heavily in coaching and mentorship. In study, invest, whether it's taking a course, a webinar, investing in a coach, working with a mentor. Your comp why? Because your competency is your cash cow. Competency equals cash. Your competency is your cash is your cash cow. People want your how. They want your competency. They can go read the information themselves, but they want your competency. And so the more competency you increase, in the same way this, this widow went out, she didn't have enough. She had her oil, but he said, go get some jars. By increasing her, her capacity and her competency, she had a cash out cow now. It's the thing she could milk and get profit from. So one study, make a commitment annually. What do I need to focus on in my business? Where in my skill set and my expertise, what do I need to sharpen? Second, structure. Look at tightening up the structures in your business. Some of us are running business that if a hundred new clients came, we do not have the structure to um to hold, right? To hold the new clients. And same thing with our systems, right? This year I invested in Dubsado, client management system. Works for me, may not be what works for you, may not be what your business needs. But, but understand, work whether you can understand it yourself or find a coach to work with. What are the strategic systems that's going to make doing the business easier? God was like, listen, you're a coach and I was manually intaking people, manually sending the emails, manually processing the invoices. And as business was growing, God said, if I sent you 50 clients right now, you couldn't manage because there's only one you. You can't stand to be blessed. I was like, well, okay, God. <laughs> Does he ever like not mince words with you? 
<laughs> so I want you to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed. And I, I want to leave these three tips and three strategies for you to begin to align your business for profit. There are going to be times where God is going to ask you as a kingdom woman to spend money you don't think you have, to launch when you think you're not ready, to put out a new product you think um, needs, needs more time in the oven. But as we follow the word and not the word, what does Romans say? It says, be transformed by what? The renewing of, of your mind through, by, by washing and that word renew speaks to washing, constantly washing our, our mind in the word, in the things of God. And so even if it's a good, if it's a good practice, if it's a good thing, but it's not a God thing, then it's not your good thing. And I'm going to end right there and leave you with that. All right. If it's a good thing, but you've aligned it in prayer and you've put it before God in prayer in the word, but it's not, it's not a God thing, then it's not your good your good thing, Kingdom Women. So make sure that your business is purposefully aligned so that you can re receive profit in your business. Align by studying, align by looking at your structures, align by looking at your systems so that you're positioned to profit. That was a great word, all right? So um, can y'all, okay, can y'all see me? Just go ahead. Or can at least hear me. Um, so I want to, uh, if you all have any questions, I'm just going to take one question for each of our speakers. So we have Nicole, Malia, and if you have one for me, but I know I just wanted to uh, recap because can you stand to be blessed? I thought that was a good word right there. Um, and I think that's where I'm at in my business as far as I was like, God, if you sent me, you know, 20 new authors like would I be able to handle them all so I'm in the process of getting it structured to where you know I have additional editors on my team um, that can assist me with taking it to another level so I think that was good and uh, some of the uh, things that she said that like Christian people don't pay I went through that whole thing in um, launching my business and um, another good one she said if you don't have the buy-in and, and what are you selling? Like, if you don't even believe in yourself, like how can your audience, you know, how will they believe it as well? And Malia also had some great um, information as far as, well, I don't know if you guys can see me because I wanted to share this, but I actually have my customer profile like written down. And, you know, when I very first started off in business, I felt like trying to, um, speak to their pain points. I felt like there was somewhat manipulation. Um, but, you know, I had to come to that conclusion, like, that's how businesses, you know, sell to me. And it's not like manipulation, but it's definitely, you know, just relating to the people. So those were some of the mindsets that I had to fight through in order to get to the position where I am in my business and to, you know, continue to grow and to have that emotional connection. So does anybody have any questions? Um, for any of the speakers before we conclude, but I just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, Nicole Malia for being on here. Um, honey, Nicole, I was just sitting at my computer screen, just soaking it in like, oh my gosh, that's some good word. 
So, I mean, not only, you know, has this blessed other, the women in the chat that I see here commenting, but, you know, it definitely has uh, blessed me as well. And it's something that, you know, I want to do every quarter just to, you know, get different perspectives of entrepreneurship because it's so many. Um, so I don't think we have any questions. Okay, and I think uh, Diane was asking about devotionals and um, Nicole has some that you can go there. So um, definitely make sure, ladies, if you want to put your website, how, you know, the attendees can uh, get in contact with you. But Nicole, I believe Aisha was asking, can you repeat the info for structures? There's also a question for Nicole in the Q&A box. There's like a Q&A box on the right. Sorry, I, yep, see it down here. Question for Nicole. As an identity coach, most think that I'm just a mentor and feel they shouldn't pay. How do I counter that? So can you repeat that again? As an identity coach, people mm -hmm. think... Most people most think she's a mentor and then mm -hmm. feel like they should not pay her how should she handle that situation? Right. I know this is hard, but those people are not your clients. They're not. You never want to be in a position where you have to convince someone of, it's not even about your value. It's just the value of mentorship. So if they already don't feel like they should pay, it lets you know what kind of mentee you're potentially taking on. Um, I, and so I, I remember I struggled with the same thing. Like I had, to, I felt like I had to win the sell some when the sale somehow um and while we do sell you know what we're doing and, and market so this is the better word market ourselves if someone's coming to your proverbial door and feeling like they shouldn't pay you um you if you have free content i redirect people like sometimes they may not want to pay because they don't they're not ready i re redirect them to free content like this weekend i'm running a free mastermind there are tons of things that i do throughout the year that people who maybe aren't ready to invest financially can jump on but having sharing space with me is not one of them that's a good one good one um any other questions I'm sorry, I think there was one earlier for you. About structure? Uh-huh. Yeah, so your structures are your things like, you know, your calendar, how you use, utilize your time in your business, your cash flow, um, how you, if you, let's say for those who are coaches or any kind of business where you take in new people, um, what's your onboarding process, right? So having your structures in place, um, light, lightens your load and frees you up so you can spend more time in your business and less time on the business. And so those are some of the things that as we begin to put them in place, we like to invest in the pretty things like photo shoots and pretty images and those things are important for our brand. But if when the people come, we don't have a structure or a product that seamlessly stands by the brand we've put out there, then we've wasted the time posting on social media. Thank you. Um, and two of the ones that I mentioned as far as when I was speaking, if you need to set up appointments with client, um, yes. resources like ClickBook and I use Acuity Scheduler. So if you go into my website, click, you know, schedule appointment, they have free versions, paid versions. So whatever, you, wherever you are in your business. So that is a resource and I'll type it in the notes here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if I'll get back on, if we 
Oh, candle, yes. Uh, type one in, Amelia, type one in there. Um, if we do not have any other questions, then um, I definitely don't want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm just going to type this in here. And um, like I said, this is recorded. So once it's finished, um, I will send it out to everyone that, um, to the email address that everyone signed up. And I think I have one more Q&A. <laughs> so Nicole, um, do you offer an a la carte service? Um, I guess one minute, 60 minute phone call? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you go on my social media, so you can follow me on Instagram primarily at Nicole O Salmon, the letter O and salmon spelt just like the fish. Um, you can actually see my calendar and book a strat. I call it a one-to-one -one, um, clarity strategy call. And so it's 60 minutes. Um, you can definitely book that. So if you're not looking for something intensive, that's definitely available. Awesome. Nicole, if you want to, any other way they can in contact with you, Emily, I'm going to ask you to get on and do the same thing once she finishes. Yeah, absolutely. So you can always connect with me via my website, nicolosalmon.com. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I show up regularly on Instagram. So you can follow me, connect with me there. I'm, I, I have a DM ministry, so I'm not opposed to people showing up in the DMs. You can slide into the DM if you want to have a question, if you're not really sure what I offer, how to connect or where to start. Um, this weekend, I'm offering a free masterclass. I just wrapped one up this morning. It's called Seven Year End Habits of Purpose Driven Women. Uh, so the next session is Sunday, this tomorrow at 7 p.m. And the last one is Monday at 12 p.m. So you can sign up for either dates and you can sign up either on my website or or again, by clicking the link in my bio on social media. Awesome, Malia. Yes, so you guys can contact me. Um, you guys can follow me on social media as well. Um, Plan Prosper Co. at Plan Prosper Co. Um, and then my personal Instagram, Malia Flags, either one, I am responsive. Um, and then on our website as well, you can let reach out to us in the contact page um, and just follow us and just be on the lookout for all the things that we have planned in 2021. Um, yeah. And like Nicole said, you can slide into the DMs anytime. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> so I want to thank you ladies. Um, just to conclude, my name is Ashley King. Um, my website's AshleyMisandMaryKing.com. Um, Instagram is the Ashley M King and you can follow me there as well. Um, I'm DM friendly as well. Um, and then if you ever want to schedule a time with me to speak about, you know, publishing your testimony, telling your story, if you want to create an ebook for your brand, um, I will assist with that as well. But um, I just want to thank y'all so much for tuning in and being a part of this. I just pray and oh, somebody just want to say something. Oh. Um, I just pray that you have a prosperous 2021 and just wish y'all all the best. So um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. And if you have that, you see their um, Instagram and their websites are in the uh, chat. So if you want to copy and paste those or write those down right quick, you can. And I'm just going to conclude in about, I guess, 30 more seconds. All right. So... Thank y'all so much. And y'all have a blessed day. I hope everyone would get that. But I will send this out to y'all email. Thank y'all. All right. Enjoy your weekend, y'all. <laughs>